Welcome to the Ball Club. All right, welcome to the Ball Club. I'm your host, Joey, here with my co-hosts, Harrison and Austin. The Astros are the 2022 World Series champions. They beat the Phillies. Um, congrats to the Astros. I know we're not the biggest fans of them, but um, they are the best team this year. Dominant pitching, dominant hitting. They deserved it. Really big congratulations to um, Dusty Baker. You know, he really earned that. Um, Trey Mancini, he's another guy that went through a lot, and I'm just super happy for him. What do you guys think? How would you like the series? I thought it was a good series. I thought the first few games were a lot more exciting than the last few games. Um, I think once I left Philly and I got back to Houston, I just I could see a deflated team, and I just want to say that I did predict last series, Astros and six. So feels good to be right per usual, and oh. you know, kick it over to Harry. Yeah, man. Nice, nice. You and everyone else pre- predicted Astros, but Astros in six, the exacto, the exacto right there. That's that's always feeling good. Uh, Dusty Baker is looks like the happiest person alive when the Astros are winning. So that's the only part of that that actually gives me some sort of joy um, is watching him I, on the uh, from the dugout just being super happy when his team's doing well. But other than that, yeah, I, I agree that the first few games were just electric. It was insane. I kind of like, I was, I was thinking I, my bet was going to be right. I think I took Phillies in five. It was a little ambitious, but I bet on them in five and in six, because I said, if they could win the first one of the first two, I don't think they're losing at home. And then obviously they win the first game, lose the second and they go back home and hit five home runs in the third game. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking nice. Like this, this bets, th- this five game or six game even bet is going to be, is, is going to hit. And then the Astros throw the no-no in four in Philly, <laughs> which is wild. I've never, I, I would have, I mean, that, it's insane. Imagine going to that game as a Phillies fan. Um, gotta, that's, that one's got to hurt your, your wallet a little bit. They should get some sort of, uh, recompense for that but uh, uh anyway yeah i don't know that was that was crazy and then once that happened i was like oh astros got this i th- i was like astros aren't gonna lose another game they were they were everyone was saying they're too deep and i think that's what showed in that that fourth game they were they were too deep uh the phillies uh they would have had to just keep the bats as hot as they were throughout the first few rounds of the of the playoffs and and that just wasn't uh sustainable i guess so unfortunate and the Astros are still a bunch of cheaters, but they, they did win this year. <laughs> yeah, they, I still think that, too. I, don't, I, I saw some sticky stuff talk, but we won't get into that right now. Until oh, no, confirmed. yeah. To me, I won't get into it being yeah. confirmed, but I think there I think there are still a bunch, bunch, bunch of Some questionable things. My fan, I think the thing I was most impressed by the Astros with is typically we think of them as like a big offensive team. And, you know, we can get into how, how impressive their offense was. They had a bunch of clutch hitting and. Yeah, Jordan with that home run in the last game was super impressive. But I was really impressed by their pitching staff. We don't really typically think of them as being some high-end starting rotation. But, man, Framber absolutely shoved in that last game. Verlander was good per usual. I thought Christian Javier looked so freaking good in that fourth game. And he's got some of the best stuff out of anybody I've heard. Like, And he nobody even talks about him. And he's their third, fourth guy. So, yeah, I was super impressed. That bullpen was shut down. And they shut down probably the hottest offense in baseball by far. So, Good on them, um, but just sucks to see them win. And I'm not exactly excited, as you can tell, probably from the tone of my voice. But, yep, Astros with another World Series, and it seems like the AL and basically the MLB runs through Houston right now. So they can't do any wrong. Their no, offense is flat, too. No, I was no. going to agree with that. Like, their offense, like, looked really flat the entire the entire time, other yeah. than a few guys. Yeah, Pena and Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if you look at the Astros, they're set up for like the next couple of years. Like, you know, there's a lot of talk about them being the next dynasty team and they've been in the ALCS, I think uh, the last five out of six years and two world series. Now the third this year. So if you look at their roster, Altuve and Bregman are signed till 24. Jordan is signed till 2029. I imagine they're going to pick up Verlander for another year. He pitched great in that last game that he pitched, but they have a couple guys who are looking to be aces and Javier and Valdez that are also locked up for a couple of years. Like if you just look at their roster and their depth, you know, they have the rookie shortstop, he's locked up. So I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. They're going to be a dominant team for many years to come. I'm already really basically willing to call them a dynasty. I think we're going to think of the late two thousands as whatever the 2020s and all that is the Astros time. Unfortunately, it's just, I don't see any team that competes with them. It seems like everybody they call up is good. It seems like there are guys who have been there continue to be good. And, you know, Bregman seemed like he was falling off and then he had a bounce back year this year. Jordan's probably the best DH in all of baseball. It's bring him back to the NL though. Bring him back to the NL and see what happens. I just feel like the AL just doesn't have it. Like the AL just has no competition. I mean, they're going to dominate that, that division for however long until they don't do divisions anymore. Yeah, unless the Mariners absolutely make a splash in the offseason, which I think we can get into a little. We're going to get into a little bit later. But, yeah, there's just nobody that can compete with them. And they they don't really pay their guys a crap ton of money. So they always have money to go out and get some guys. And they're another really smartly run organization that they kind of did like the 76ers thing in the 2000s where they tanked super hard and they got a bunch of good draft picks. And now it's paying them huge dividends. And they lose a $300 million shortstop and they just reload. And they it's just like – it's literally like putting everything on a cycle. It's, it happens again and again and again every single year. They lose a guy and they reload. They're never going to not be a good team. It's, it's it's hard to watch as a baseball fan, especially a fan of the AL, because the Astros might be the most unlikable team of all time, but they continue to win. They continue I don't to do know. it. That, that's, that's a that's a, that's a – that's a they're big pretty, statement. Right they're pretty there. freaking That's unlikable. A big statement yeah, right they're pretty they're super, unlikable. They're just super deep, and they, like I said, they yeah. have these guys locked up for years to come. Know. You know, the I, po- I would say I only say that because of their their post cheating response, how arrogant and how oh, it was terrible, and how how dare you they were about it when they were blatantly caught cheating at their own home field. I can't stand it. I, I just can't stand it. So how about the pay- how about Inflate Gate though? No, we won't get into we won't get into that. We'll leave that, that was for the proven football. scientifically. We'll that, the that was proven okay. scientifically to be a hoax, but <laughs> never it mind. Was. Never mind. How about the twenty-eight nothing in the second half with good footballs? You know, whatever. We're we're a baseball yeah. podcast, but yeah, no, <laughs> just kidding. Also, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything else, but the Astros look like they're going to be you know set for a while. I just looked it up while you guys were talking about that. Javi, uh, Christian Javier and Framber Valdez are locked up to 2026. So I just I don't see them going anywhere. They're going to be a dominant team for a very long time. Picture them in the ALCS another five years, no doubt. I I just wanted to shout you out real quick, Joey, because uh, I think I mean I think we all kind of agreed, but I think you brought up the fact that you know they lost Correa and then picked up Pena and didn't skip mm-hmm. a beat a few episodes uh, a few episodes ago, and that couldn't have been more true. And Pena is looking like he might be one of the best player young players you know he's i think brought himself to a level of being you know competing with like the sotos and and those kind of that that echelon of of guy of of guys so i think that that's really scary too that they got a young player like that coming up just replacing you know an all-star in korea just right no problem and and like we said he him and uh jordan were the only probably the only two bats i was really scared of the entire series trey mancini freaking sucked that guy yeah. he looked he looked like he was just picked up off like uh, um from from the minors 
It looks it looked like they they called him up from AAA like you know right before the playoffs started the way that guy was playing um and he obviously I think his whole series was saved by that one defensive play like you mentioned right uh, down the first baseline but other than that he just looked lost out there which is crazy because when the Orioles traded him everyone was like oh they gave up like you know the Orioles gave up the, their their best player is now on the Astros and he just looked terrible so I almost wonder if. Uh, the Orioles front office knew something there, but other than that, yeah, I'm, I, I have nothing else to say about this. Um, obviously said that my bet lost, obviously said, uh, that the Astros won and that's about it. I have two more things and then we can move on to free agency, but, uh, I'll say this about Trey Mancini. Like he was dominant for the Orioles. You know, it's, I think that was his first postseason, real postseason experience. So I don't want to count him out just yet. I still think he has a lot left to play in him and, after what he's I don't know what it is about him. One. I don't like him. You're just not a fan of the, his style. I don't, of I don't like him. Yeah, I just I don't, don't like him. I, I love him. I love him. I don't, I don't, you know, tr- I don't trust but, him. Yeah. I don't, I don't like uh, his swing, but I like him. I like, I like his swing. Oh, I like him as a great story. Person. Great story. Baseball. Baseball hate. Baseball hate. Yeah. We'll see. I think he'll end up back with the Orioles. I mean, he has an option this year that I'm sure the Astros will pick up, but he could end up back with the Orioles. That's kind of like he grew up watching them, and that's his team and all that stuff. The one thing I'll say to end it, though, is Philly fans, I know you're discouraged right now. Don't be discouraged. You still have a lot of great players coming back next year. You got a great coach coming back next year. There's definitely a, more to look forward to, and you can just have to hope that they can build off this and learn from the mistakes. I'll say, uh, I don't think I think Philly fans, you should be worried. I don't think <laughs> I'd say that that was your chance. Unfortunately, I don't think you're making it back. I think the Mets are going to be better next year, possibly if they don't lose all their pitching. I think the Braves yeah. are going to be good again. You're you're stuck in an absolute grinder of a division. Unfortunately, it's your window in baseball is about as small as a keyhole, and if you don't take it, you're gonna you either blow through that or you half-ass it like they did and give some half-ass efforts in the end of the last two games. I mean, those bats went absolutely invisible in those last two games. And I hate to say it because I like a lot of the guys in the Phillies and the team I want to win, but they didn't take advantage of their opportunity. And I think they're screwed now in baseball, as we know. You can go from first to last real, real quick. I mean, I, I don't see them exactly being the, the most dominant team in the NL next year again like they were this year. So, which just think about it. They were the third best team in the NL East this year. They weren't even the best team. They got hot in the postseason. Hot at the right time. You're, you're gonna have to bank on them doing that again next year because I don't think they're gonna be the best team in the NL East next year. So, you know, good on them to make it, but unfortunately, I just don't see them. I don't see them making it back next year. Nah, don't give Phillies fans any slack. Don't don't let them. No. They, they let them let Electric them feel fans. bad. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they feel bad because they got mm-hmm. the the Eagles, um, the 76ers. Honestly, my Knicks just beat them the other day. They're not looking too hot, but they still got oh. them. The Eagles are still undefeated, though, so that's what they're really focused on. I'm telling you, like, you know, going over to Philly, like, as good as the Phillies were doing, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, just football dominates that world over there. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, they, like, you could say that they should be upset, or you could say that they should not have even – they didn't, had no business here. So, you know, mm-hmm. they were playing with house money, in my opinion. Like, why – what, what's there to be upset about? They were playing the best team in baseball. Um, undeniably, everybody had the, the Astros winning the World Series before the playoffs even started. So what's, you know, what's there to feel bad about? I, I think you got to go into next season the same way you were going to before the playoffs started. And you kind of just, you had a nice little run for no reason, made a little extra profit, a little extra money in the bank for the for the front office. And, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. The Astros are going to continue dominance, so we'll see. Uh, you guys want to move on to free agency? Let's do it. This is the fun stuff. Cool. We'll so. talk about free agency. We're just going to pick a, a few guys from each position, um, talk about what we think of them, where we think they might end up, who would be a good fit. So we could start with catcher. There's really only one guy I wanted to 
discuss a catcher. I mean, there's arguably three names on the list, but I just kind of wanted to go Wilson Contreras. He's 31 years old, 5.5 war, great offensive catcher. Uh, defense isn't the greatest, but it's not horrible. I can see him going back to the Cubs. I know he was super happy that he didn't get traded. I can also see a good fit for him to be the San Francisco Giants. Uh, since losing Buster Posey, they just haven't been able to fill that spot. Joey Bart, I don't think, had the year that they were hoping for. So you can, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but you can imagine maybe the Giants would be looking to add an offensive catcher to their roster. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think the Giants could. I, I don't think they're going to sign him just based on the fact that um, I think that they still believe in Joey Bart, even though he hasn't been that good. Uh, I think the Angels are going to sign him, personally. Angels need some bats right now. They're, they got some money to play with. They're probably going to lose Otani. So I think they're going to go out and sign about four or five guys. Well, they did announce that they weren't going to trade him. So if yeah. they do, it would have to be a midseason move and they'd have to be way out of it. So yeah, yeah. I could see them losing him though by midseason. I don't think I think he's gonna tell them that they're not gonna re- he's not gonna resign. They're gonna end up moving him. That's just my guess. So it's not a horrible guess. If they're smart, they'll move him and they'll sign some guys this offseason and try to reload because right now they're gonna need to sign like five, six. I think they need like four or five bats, literally, to make Minimum. their team even halfway competitive. Their team is so bad besides Trout and Otani. So I could see them going out and spending some money. I think Wilson Contreras would be a good little bat for them to sign a good catcher to build around. He's still pretty young. He's 30. So go give him maybe such four mis- or five years. Such a mistake or missed opportunity. And I don't know if – I feel I feel like the Cubs are going to resign him because I feel like what what was their whole reasoning for not trading him? Yeah, they should have offloaded uh, him and got something for him. They knew they were out of it. I don't know what they, they had, had a Mets, chance. The, they had a chance. The Mets should have got him. Yeah, yeah. He, Mets are in the talks to pick him up too right now. So – I don't know why they didn't trade him because the Cubbies are bad too. They should have loaded, unloaded all their older guys and just tried to reload. But they, I think teams are so 50, 50 on their, on their. The Cubs had a weird, weird off season. They signed Stroman Suzuki. They kept Contreras. I I don't know what they're doing. Like they're not ready yet. So Mm -mm. we'll see their division also isn't that competitive. So I really think that they're going to keep him and trade him before the, or they're going to try to resign him, I think, and then trade him. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. I, I don't, like there's no reason yeah. for them to just lose a guy like that. A catcher is such a valuable position. Nobody has fits a good anywhere catcher. else. He fits everywhere. Yeah. No one has a good catcher. Like we, we took yeah. the Phillies. <laughs> the Phillies have Red Sox catcher. need the, a catcher too. I could the see Phillies the Phillies have a good catcher. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the Red Sox going after him too. Cause they lost Vasquez. They don't have a catcher, um, but they kind of liked that Reese weirdo that got caught jacking off in public. So um, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. The guy, I don't remember. Reese McGuire. Yeah, Reese oh, McGuire, yeah. the weirdo. So some Louis they, C.K. shit, right? Yeah, there. they seem to like. They seem to like. They like to like. They seem to like Reese Louis C.K. So we'll see what happens. But the Sox need a catcher. They they're probably going to be in talks with Vasquez and Contreras on this off season. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I could see the Angels going again. You know, who let doesn't me ask need you a catcher. Oh, no, I was going to say true. just who doesn't need a catcher. Just just name the teams: Dodgers, Phillies. The Astros like Maldonado because he's a good defensive catcher. Yankees okay, like their yeah. guy Trevino. No. Trevino had an unbelievable season. Yeah, but like you trade him. The Royals you, you, don't you, need you it. The Royals have Sal Perez. They won't get rid of him. No, I don't know. I like Trevino. I don't know about that. But I do have a question for Austin. I want to ask, and uh, maybe asking a little premature. But I'm looking at this free agent list. There's a lot, a lot of Red Sox free agents. A lot of like your guys, like JD Martinez, Bogarts, uh, Ivaldi. Uh, uh, Raphael Devers still has a year, but I imagine he's going to go to free agency. I don't know if he's going to maybe get extended unless they give him a huge contract. Are you worried as a Red Sox fan or do you like, are you worried that this is going to be another uncompetitive year because you're losing so many guys or do you think the Red Sox are going to go make a ton of moves? 
I don't ever know with the Red Sox because anytime that I've ever counted them out in my life, circa 2013, 2018, God, any other time in my life when I thought that they're gonna be terrible, they've they've somehow went from last to first, or they've made some small offseason decisions that I didn't believe in that ended up being good. So when you look at it like the 2013 season when you know they unloaded, they had a terrible. I don't know if you guys remember when they signed Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford. And everyone thought to themselves, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the most dominant team in baseball because the offense was just loaded. And they ended up being absolutely terrible. They choked so bad. If everybody remembers that classic Evan Longoria home run to left field where the Red Sox basically collapsed like a 13 or 14 game lead in, the, in September. And uh, they ended up not even making the postseason that year. The very next year, they unloaded Carl Crawford and Adrian Gonzalez and about half their team to the Dodgers. And they ended up coming back the very next year with a bunch of sneaky picks like, you know, they I don't know if you remember, they signed. Mike Napoli, they signed Koji Uehara, they signed all the all the idiots, you know, they signed uh, Johnny Gomes, they signed all these guys with beards, right? And they ended up winning the World Series next year. So with the Red Sox, for me, I'm never I'm never super concerned because they always seem to to find something to play for. They always seem to find a spark. And but I think it's absolutely imperative that they re-sign Rafi Devers, and I think it's absolutely imperative that they re-sign Bogarts because to me, Bogarts is the heart and soul of Boston right now. I don't know though. Yeah, they got to look to extend everything. I don't know though because of Heim Bloom. That's what concerns me. Because here's the thing: I enjoy playing this money ball, small ball, whatever. When you're a small ball team, but when you're a big team that has money to spend, and you just sign in your Fenway ownership group just sold Liverpool, which is going to be a billion dollar team to sign. You know, you're going to have billions of dollars to spend, and baseball doesn't have a salary cap. I fully expect them to go out and spend some money. At least that's what I think the ownership and the fan base wants. I think of all these gone, I probably think JD's gone. I don't see a reason for them to re-sign JD. I think he's well beyond his hill. As much as I love JD and I thank him for everything he did for the Red Sox because we don't win that World Series in, in 18 against the Dodgers if we don't have JD Martinez in the middle of that lineup being the absolute bopper that he was. So I, I appreciate JD for what he did, but I think we need to go out and sign some some new guys. We need to bring some some youth and some energy into this lineup. And I think we need to let the kids play. I think Tristan Costas is going to probably take over the first base position. I don't ever want to see Bobby Dahl back on a baseball field again. If we can Well, Hosmer him. opted in. I don't know if you saw that. I'm fine with him, but I don't want him starting. I'm, I'm cool with him maybe maybe starting off the year the first few months, but I want, I want Tristan Costas taking at-bats because that kid could be an absolute animal. He could be a 40-home run guy if he gets hot. So I don't know the direction that they're going to go into. We have a lot of young youth that they tried to reload with Bloom, And if we're going to get rid of Bogarts, I'm hoping it's a signing trade. And if we're, if, God forbid, Devers. If we lose Devers, I might not watch baseball again. <laughs> how, be how do you lose a guy in his 20s that's going to possibly be the best hitting third baseman in baseball in a, in a super deep division? He's it's arguably a top – he's arguably the best hitter at third base. So – what happens I think I said division. I'm I'm losing my mind thinking about Heim Bloom losing these guys. But if we lose Devers, who's probably the best hitting third baseman in baseball when he's on, I'm going to lose my mind. I knew I was going to open the floodgates. If we lose question. Bogarts, I'm fine with it, but we need to re-sign somebody. If we lose Bogarts, the only guy I would give money to at shortstop over Bogarts is Trey Turner. Other than that, and I don't even think I would give it to Trey over Bogarts just based off the fact that Bogarts has done so much for the Red Sox. He's a two-time World Series champion. He's done anything that's ever been asked of him. I don't know. If you're to answer your question, am I scared? I feel like I just gave you the runabout on it. You did. You gave me every possible scenario. I feel like so I am it. scared in the fact that we have Heim Bloom. I feel like I'm not scared in the fact that even if we don't sign these guys, I've seen this story before in Boston where we've won 
in years that I haven't expected us to win. And we went last place in years that I thought that we we're going to be the best <laughs> team in baseball. So I never know with Boston. I never lose hope with them, but I would say I'm scared in some aspects and some aspects. I'm not. All right. We'll see what I'll give you the runabout right answer. I gave you the politician answer, but it's just so hard to tell. I just never know with this team. So we have right, that being said, so hopefully we sign some guys. Yeah. With that being said, let's move on to first base. There's, Two guys I wanted to talk about, one being Anthony Rizzo, one being Josh Bell. I'll start with Rizzo. I think there's a lot of teams that can use a first baseman, but I think the Yankees need to retain him. I think they are going to retain him. He opted out of his contract. I read today that they could offer him a qualifying offer. I'm, I'm not really you know, that knowledgeable with the qualifying offer, so we'll see. But they don't have any first baseman in the pipeline coming up. They haven't developed a first baseman. I went off about this in a, in a previous episode. He loves being a Yankee. He's a lefty. He has experience. I think they need to bring him back. I think the Yankees are the perfect fit for him. And I know he likes it there. I don't, I don't know if you guys see him anywhere else, but. Yeah, I could see him staying. I don't see him going anywhere. He seems like a typical Yankee. So I could see him going back there. He had a good year. He didn't hit he for did. average, but he hit 35 bombs. So I could see him go back to the Yankees. They'll give him a decent amount of money. And they might need to retain some guys if they don't keep judge. So. No, and I think his average is going to go up, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but with, with the shift being limited, I think he's going to be a little bit more higher average. Harry, do you have any di- uh, any different opinion on where Rizzo's going to end up? Um, I completely disagree that he had a good year uh, based on his stat. Oh. I mean, he had a good year. He had a good year home runs. He had 32 home runs. I have his stats pulled up right here. Um, 32 home runs and, and only 75 RBIs off those uh, 32 home runs. He was hurt for, um, for quite a bit. He did hit a dot eight OPS, so that's you know that's good. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. He he played in the hundred thirty games, um, so he missed you know about a f- sixth of the season, seventh of the season, um, there. But uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. He didn't have that great of a of an offensive season, and I feel like his name demands more money than maybe he's worth. Uh, the Yankees have a lot of needs right now. I'm sure we'll talk about them throughout the uh, the entirety of of the offseason and i don't know if you just throw you know throw a contract at at anthony rizzo based on the name and really all that he really all that you know all that he's good for is is hitting home runs which is great but like if you can't do anything else we've seen it time and time again with these teams uh teams that just rely solely on home runs are are destined to to lose in the playoffs that's that's yeah. my take on that's my take on home run hitters. The Yankees went so cold uh, in the playoffs this year. Um, they almost they should they should have lost to the Guardians, man. Like they looked so bad yeah. offensively, uh, pitching too. But offensively, they looked so bad. They just looked like if they weren't hitting home runs, they weren't doing anything. Even Harrison Bader was only hitting home runs, and he I think had three bombs the the entire regular season. And then had like two or three in the postseason, which is great. But like, man, like yeah. if you can't get, if you can't just play small ball at all, if you can't even put the ball, if it's either a home run or you're not putting the ball in play, I don't see a lot of value for you. And at a, like I said, just with the name Anthony Rizzo, he's going to demand a lot of money. And I don't think he's worth it, man. I think, I think you guys would be foolish to sign him. I think um, he's just looking for more years. I think the qualifying offer that I read today was like 19.6 million, which I think is a lot for a first baseman. But I think if the Yankees offer him, I, but they might offer him. But I think the reason he opted out was because he wanted more years. I thought he was on a fair salary, like annually. So maybe if they offer him just a couple more years, which I think they should. I, as a Yankee fan, like, we don't have any, there's no first baseman at all in the pipeline. I don't think the first yeah. base class is going to be good for a while. So 
I think they kind of have to go with that. But moving know. on, um, Josh Bell, 30 years old, for war. I think the San Diego Padres should do everything they can to retain him. They don't have another first baseman. Um, they gave up a lot in that Juan Soto, Josh Bell deal. So I'd, I'd imagine they'd, they'd go all, all out to try to keep him. But he, he's, a, he's a guy that also has a lot of places he can land. Yeah, it's hard to find power hitting uh, first basemen, right? So I think San Diego will probably resign him. They wouldn't go out and get him if they weren't going to resign him, I don't think. But we'll see. There's a lot of teams that need a power hitting first baseman. Um, gosh, I can't even really think of any teams that would really are heavily going to pursue a first baseman this offseason, though. It's in- mm. it's interesting it's with Bell because he was he was bad. He was bad on the Nationals this year as watching, watching a lot of these games, you know, from being, you know, being in Virginia, like he was not impressive at all. And I felt like they just kind of threw him in that deal uh, with Soto, which is wild because, and then he comes, he goes to San Diego and I actually think he was, he was a difference maker for them. And he's the reason that they kind of surpassed expectations after almost completely uh, completely failing to meet them, those, those expectations. So uh, it's interesting because he's just so hot and cold. He's another guy that he's either going to hit home. He's going to either going to hit home runs or he's going to strike out. Um, I mean, you guys know how I feel about those kind of players right now, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I kind of agree. If you went out and get, got him for all that, all those, uh, all those prospects um, with Soto, I think you got to keep him. like you, this is your plan. Stick with your plan. There's no yeah, reason he's, to another, that. he's another guy I personally don't like. That's just me. So <laughs> all right. second base, there's two guys. There's really not a whole lot going on at second base really at all. Gene Segura, he's going to be a free agent and Adam Frazier. I, I just wanted to talk about Adam Frazier. He had a really down year. He's usually a high average, high on base kind of guy this year. He was, he was really neither, but he does bring some versatility. He made me play second base. He can play the outfield. I don't know if the Mariners are going to look to retain him. Uh, but there's there's maybe a couple teams that would be in on him. He's usually has a good bat. Like I said, not this year. Wasn't the greatest, but he can play three different positions. So it's something teams may want to look at. Yeah, I uh for me, so I think Segura, I kind of have a spot for him. I really see him going to the White Sox. They could pair him up with Tim Anderson up the middle, and they could be a pretty electric up the middle. For Frazier, I think that the Mariners are not going to re-sign him. I think they're going to let him go. I think that they're going to want to play with play with some money. And I have a little fun pick for the Mariners a little bit later. Uh, big reason why I don't think he's going to go back there. I could see him going to a plethora of places. I think Frazier would fit pretty good in the Yanks, to be honest I with actually, you. Actually, see, and I, I disagree with that. I thought about that. But with, you know, I'm hoping they trade Glaber Torres. We have three I think Glaber's gone. prospects that are really yeah. good. DJ LeMay, who's still there. So I think, I actually think, the, I was going to tell you the best uh, fit I thought was Boston. Because if you don't yeah. resign Bogarts, you can move Story back to shortstop. And now you have a guy that can play second base and the outfield, even though your outfield is the one thing that's pretty set in stone right now. Yeah. So I, I don't know. He, he, I think he'd be a great fit for, for Boston. Yeah. If they don't sign, if they don't resign Xander, I, I wouldn't mind that, but right. I'm not, I'm not huge on him. He doesn't really hit for power. He's a good little right. uh, guy, but he's played small ball. Yeah. Play small ball or he could, you know, he's, one of those, he's, he's the type of guy that could likely go to a team that has absolutely no potential this year. That could give him a pretty middle, middle of the run contract. He could get like a, he could be like a, um, gosh, he's a guy that plays for the pirates. that plays shortstop for them. That's pretty good. I can't even think of his name right now. I'm thinking, <laughs> What's his name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do now. And now I'm you're making it. me blank on his name. Oh my gosh, I have it right here. Hold on. Um, He's like one of the biggest players in baseball. Or... Oh my lord, I don't have it. We'll get back to that. Here you go. I'll pull him up. O'Neill Cruz. Uh, no, not O'Neill Cruz. All right, keep going. Sorry, electric okay. O'Neill Cruz. No, um, 
I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't, for Frazier, I don't like a guy that that strikes strikes out a lot and and does not slug. Like, <laughs> so not only is he not not only is he striking out a lot, like like we spoke about with Rizzo, he's also not hitting home runs. Um, he doesn't slug at all. He's not doesn't hit for power. Doesn't get he had he had twenty two doubles. So that's it's not horrible, I guess, on that account. But other than that, he doesn't slug at all. So I don't I don't like a guy coming off that kind of. Uh, that kind of season, I don't think, you know, I don't think that's a good replacement. I don't think that's a good option for either the Yankees or the Red Sox. Uh, maybe the Mariners keep them. Um, I, I don't expect that a guy like that is going to get a really, uh, a really great contract uh, coming into no, next, next no, season. Gene Segura was the other player. Um, I don't know. The Phillies do have some depth. I mean, they have Maton, they have Stott, they have Sosa. Those are all guys who can kind of play all around the diamond. So I don't know if they if if I'm the Phillies, I probably let Segura walk and use one of those guys and use the money for pitching. Um, I don't know if you guys feel any, what, any different about Segura. What What do you guys think? Like, so for Segura, I feel like he's either the type of electric that like you got to keep, or he's the type of electric that makes him seem better than he actually is. And I can't really tell how I how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't think you have to keep him as a Phillies. Thirty-three for me personally, I think you move on from him. Uh, I think he's the type of electric where. He's the type of guy who can win you games and lose you games. He's he's one of those guys. It's it's like a high risk, high reward player. We saw it in the we saw it in the postseason. He makes either great plays or he can miss the routine plays. You know, he can have a game where he hits three for four, and he can have a game where he's swinging out of his shoes and he can't even make contact. So, I like Gene Segura as a player. I think he's a good guy to have. I thought he was really fun on the Phillies, but I think his time's up. He might go money chasing for his last contract. Maybe go play for a team that might overpay him a little bit. Moving on to shortstops, this is the big one. So we have four big free agents. That's going to be Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson. I want to start it off with Trey Turner. I feel like there's a lot of landing spots. I think LA is an obvious one. Um, the Dodgers do have a lot of prospect capital. So, I, but the the Dodgers to me, they're just not that kind of team that's looking to you know go the Astros route and start a rookie. Like I think they want to. They like going and getting big players, which is why people love the Dodgers. So he could be a good fit there. I think if the Yankees actually signed free agents anymore, he'd be the perfect fit. They need a leadoff hitter. This guy hits home runs. He steals bases. He plays good defense. He has, he hits for average, you know, he, the Red Sox can also look at him if they can't retain Bogarts. There's a whole mm -hmm. slew of places that can benefit from this guy. What do, what do you guys think on Trey Turner? Atlanta could, if they can't get Swanson, sorry, go ahead. I think every single team in baseball is going to be in on Trey Turner. I think he's, he's so good at everything. There's not a thing that he isn't good at. He hits for power. He hits for average. He's a great shortstop in the field. He's fast. He's a clubhouse guy. He's a proven winner. He's a proven postseason winner. He's won two World Series. There, there's nothing that you can't say about this guy. So I'm really, really, really big on Trey Turner. I would love for the Sox to go get him if they don't retain Bogarts. But I got a fun spot for him. I think he's going to go to Seattle, play for the Mariners. They're going to move J.P. Crawford to second base, and they're going to move uh, – and they're just going to play him at shortstop. I think that that's going to put them over the edge and they're going to be the best team in the AL West. So they have money to spend. They've wow. proven that they'll spend money. I think if he goes to Mariners and goes plays for Seattle, I think that makes this, I think that makes this interesting for the next year. So JP's so good at shortstop though. JP is very good at shortstop. I mean, Trey JP, Turner has played second play, base. You can play yeah. Trey at second. Do either. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't necessarily uh, think Trey's going to sign money to go play second base. I think he's gonna, right. No, he wants to play shortstop. Play shortstop so Maybe can in a few out, years you can you can swap them you can swap them over. So 
Now, can, can they, they outpay, outpay somebody? Yeah. That's, that's question. Can they can they outpay the Dodgers? Not somebody. Can they outpay the Dodgers? So you're talking about the Mariners who spend or are a low market team. They don't spend a lot of money versus the Dodgers mm-hmm. who historically spend the most money out of any team in baseball. And Trey Turner is, you know, I, I judge had the MVP season. I think Trey Turner is arguably the best player in baseball all around. And he's going to be demanding a lot of money. Uh, so yeah. I don't know if the Mariners, I love that, that idea. I love mm-hmm. getting him into that AL West uh, conference and, and getting the Mariners over the hump. You know, this is a Mariners, this is a Mariners podcast right here, but um, <laughs> yeah, but, but definitely, I don't know if I could see that, man, that's, that would be, that would be just completely just out of character the Mariners it, would not, mm-hmm. it would just not it would just not make any sense in my opinion i don't i, I like well I don't know. it makes sense you're gonna spend, with the Mariners no, no, no 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 i'm you're saying gonna like, spend money on someone sense. yeah but 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 that's yeah. i don't know we gotta look i gotta look at their payroll. i gotta look at their payroll because i don't know how much of that of their payroll that would eat up that like comparatively to what they're used to spending yeah what do you think he's gonna get paid what's like the market right now for a shortstop for, for the it. best player in baseball like, well he's gonna be 30 so annual average fit yeah annual gonna be 30 average. plus it's gonna be 30 plus i'm guessing he's probably gonna get seven to eight years annual average about 30 million a year that's my guess i could see that for all these all four of these shortstops because yeah, they're all roughly the same age and they i don't see bogart's getting that money just based on the fact that he's defensively not as good as these yeah. other guys and he is, a, he is a better hitter than he's going to win the batting he title. Is, he is a better hitter than most of them, though. So so let's move on to Xander Bogarts, actually. Uh, I know as a Red Sox fan, you're dying to retain him. I, I think the Red Sox should retain him. I, I don't know. It's kind of tough of who's a better defensive shortstop, but if Story's fully healthy, I, I always thought maybe they should play him at shortstop and move Bogarts to second. Yeah. but see, I, was, I was so down on him defensively, but this year he actually really took a big leap defensively. He was actually one of the top guys defensive saved. He's he's nominated for a gold glove, which, you know, we're not huge on the gold glove award based off the Soto stuff. But, you know, defensive runs saved. He was actually one of the top two or three shortstops in the league this year. So um, I've, I've seen him make huge leaps. The only issue people have ever had with him, it's not that he doesn't make the routine plays, it's that he doesn't have great range compared to these other shortstops. But as a hitter, He's a 300 hitter every single year. Delete. His power was a little bit down, but typically he's in the 20 to 25 home run range. He typically drives in 80 to 90 to maybe 100 RBIs every single year. He plays in Boston, which is one of the hardest places to play. How many free agents have we seen go to Yankees or Boston and just completely crumble? He's right. He's grown up in Boston. Boston loves him. Everybody do anything for Xander. So I want them to resign him more than maybe any player. I can now that you said it, I, I could see the Mariners going after him because he may command a little bit less money than Turner. <laughs> yeah, that would make that sense. Could be the big marquee it would make a lot of sense for them. And I would be a Mariners fan next year if they resign <laughs> if they sign him. Um, but based on that, I don't know. Like I don't know where he would want to go besides the Red Sox. It's hard for me to see Xander in any other uniform. I mean, could you could you argue the Phillies? I mean, the Phillies are going to be in on the Phillies are going to be in on Trey. If they don't get traded, Xander would, would be a great – Xander would make a ton of sense for the Phillies because they need contact bats. I, I think yeah. that would make so much sense, and you can move Stott over to second and let Segura walk. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I could even see – you know, I, I've seen a lot of Mets talk going after Trey. I think he's Xander's a great second option for the Mets too. I'm sure – I don't know how – No, I want to ask San you about Diego. that, Harry, because – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, let me ask this yeah. real quick, and then we'll go to San Diego. Do, yeah. What do you think about the Mets picking up another – marquee shortstop because obviously Lindor is elite of the elite when it comes to defense and McNeil plays a good second base do you foresee them like 
going for a shortstop and moving them to second base and moving McNeil. I just don't know if it's a need. Yeah, for the there's Mets a lot right of now. talk about them doing that with Trey. There's a lot of talk that they're going to be on Trey. I mean, the Mets can do whatever they want to do because Steve Cohen. We but, can root. Um, we can. We can. We can use Trey Turner. Listen, everyone can use can. Trey Turner. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like we'll figure out where Lindor and McNeil go. Like McNeil, you know, put him in right or something. Like we could. Fi- we'll figure it out if we have to. Lindor's not going anywhere. Lindor had a great season uh, last year. Um, and but but obviously if we could get Trey or even any of these guys, any of these four guys that we're talking about right now, that's just a game. That's an absolute game changer for your team. It's an absolute game changer for your lineup. You don't pass up on these guys because they play at the same position as a position that's already filled. You move around your your infield to make it work. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I you know this and this kind of brings me to my next guy is uh, Correa. I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. Maybe that this may be hot take central here, but I like, I don't see a team wanting to give him a big contract. Like they would give like Trey Turner, you know, he, I know he had the age, just fell the under the range next year, the agency change. And like the twins gave him that, that kind of weird three-year deal with the ops out and all that. And he did like playing as a twin. He's not going to go back to the Astros. They have Pena now. I just like, I, he's just not likable. Like I know a lot of Yankees fans want him, but Trey Turner makes so much more sense over Correa. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just very out on Correa. He gets hurt a lot. He has the back issue. He's a very good player. He's one of the best shortstops out there. I just, mm-hmm. you know, his Dior comment, like, really fucking drove me off the rail. I just, I'm not in on him. Is that crazy for me to say? Or No, I'm not either. I think right. any team that's going to give Correa the type of money that he wants, I think is so stupid. I think the rest of his career is going to 100% be out of the playoffs. He's going to be, he's going to sign with another team that isn't going to make it, that isn't going to be that good. Like, I could see him signing with, like, the Tigers. You know, like the, the Tigers could be dumb enough to give him like the Javi Baez type. Well, they tried. Like did. They tried. Like, and yeah. I could see them pairing up those two idiots up the middle and having literally <laughs> like no success in the playoffs for the next however many years. I can 100% see that happening. I'm, I don't like Carlos Correa. I, if it's between Xander, Trey, and Correa, I got Correa at three easily. And I don't even think it's close. No, I agree. I agree. You just saw it. Like, you just saw it. Like, is his impact missed on Weston Houston? No. They decided to play. They brought a kid up. And the kid outperformed him, and they had a better year than they had when they had Correa. So, and for people who say you go back to the Twins, the Twins have a shortstop that played a little bit that looks promising coming up in their system. So, yeah, they want they want he's gonna want like a big fat deal. I don't see him getting it. I I wouldn't give him anything over twenty five million a year at most, personally. So, so I don't even know def- where he goes. I'm gonna say the Tigers. All right. So defensively for for San Diego, they have ha- Hassan Kim. Um, right. But I, why are we not talking about them as a potential suitor for any of these guys? Cause they need some, cause as good as he is defensively, Kim is not uh, a bat that, uh, yeah. it kind of leaves a gap in their lineup. Uh, so I feel like they could use any of these bats as well. And if they're actually serious about competing with the Dodgers, um, you know, moving that we've, we've spoken about, we've heard you know, MLB uh, media speak about how Tatis, even when he comes back, is just not the shortstop from a he defensive still standpoint. That, that suspension too. I just yeah, don't see them paying. I just don't see them paying for it when they have Tatis coming back. He's going to come back eventually. I think he's got like something fifty to sixty games. He's going to be out. Yeah, he, he will be back. So I don't see them paying big, 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 big money. Yeah, I just don't know. I think they try to extend Soto instead of. I don't know. It's tough. I, I can see San Diego like has the need. I don't know. Maybe they see something in Kim. It's just a hard, you know, they they spent so much money. We know like, yeah, they're a big market, but they're not as big a market as these other teams. Like, can they, can they, they add it? Kim, is, I guess my they have question. They Kim for $7 million, which like, 
I guess that's that's not a lot. Is that a lot? Yeah, I mean, like that's, came from that's Korea, way so. over at that's way over average. I think the average shortstop salary is like two million in the league, but seven I feel like seven is just a lot for a guy that just didn't impress me from a hitting standpoint. And I understand the defense, but I any of these guys can replace him defensively, you know, like yeah. that. Like he's not that good at he's not like better no. than them at defense defensively. So I don't no. know. You're already spending seven million on Kim. So, you know, maybe throw an extra, even if it's Correa, like if you can get him for, I don't know what kind of money he's going to demand. I don't think he's going to get the 30 million that, you know, Lindor, Trey, uh, those guys are getting, are, are getting, or going to get. So maybe you throw some, some, an extra 20 million at a guy like Correa and hope that it works out. I don't know. Um, Cause then you got Correa and, T- and then you got Tatis coming back and you put him in the outfield, you know, all of a sudden you have not only we we probably have the best lineup in baseball, uh, at least at yeah. the at the heart of the order. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just my yeah. thought. Cray is a, Cray is a weird one to uh, figure out where he's trying to go. Now the next and last guy. I'm sorry. Do you guys have anything else on Correa? No, no, I'm done with him. Next one is Dancy Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> done with him. So this mm-hmm. year was his best year. He had a great walk year. I think he played every game. Right, he played 100. Says 162 games on Baseball Reference. His RBIs was the highest it's ever been at 96. His batting average was 277. Um, OPS wasn't the best it's ever been, but still 776. That's, you know, he's great defensively. I'm actually shocked that the Braves didn't extend him like they do to everybody else. I'm, I'm really wondering why that happened. Maybe they see something in Grisham. But he, there, he's another guy that can fit a lot of these places that we're talking about. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I want to say Danzig is going to go back to the Braves, but they really like Grisham over there. They really, really like Grisham, but Dansby had an unbelievable season offensively compared to what he's been his whole career. You typically see that in contract years. Guys usually do step up. You know, Judge just had a mon- monumental season in his contract year. Uh, same thing here. So I, I want to say he's going to go back to the Braves. I-, I believe that they like their core. I think that they're going to want to run it back. They've already won a World Series with him. He's a great defensive shortstop. He's a great leader for them. He sets the tone at the top of the lineup. So I think the Bravos go back and they go re-sign him. Hot take. If uh, if you if you're choosing one of these guys to be up at the plate in a big game, you know ninth inning, two outs, need an R- need a hit, need an RBI, I might want him at the plate. Yeah, he is absolutely the scariest guy. At least at least for me, from a from an opponent's perspective, right? Like if I'm thinking about it from the Mets standpoint, he he absolutely crushed the Mets in that one series. I said it. When it happened, that was a forty million dollar series for him. I think from a from a contract standpoint, I think he's going to get absolutely paid because of stuff like that. You, you know, that's the intangibles. We talk a lot about analytics, right? And and we we talk about how you have to understand the context of when you're using analytics. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about the averages. I don't care about the, what the numbers say. Lefty, righty pitcher, whatever. He always gets it done in big moments. And that's just something that you're not going to see on the stat sheet. And I think it's something that's going to get him a lot more money than maybe we're considering. And I think it makes him, I don't even think Correa's third. I think he's above Correa. Oh yeah, um, I agree. Like he's easily in my opinion. I I don't even think it's close person. I think he's way better than Correa. He's one of those guys that are just like, he's just a gamer. Like when you look at a guy and you just say like, that's a ball player. Dansby Swanson's like a baseball player. And if, if you don't play baseball, you don't understand what I'm saying. Like if, you're, this is your first time listening to a baseball podcast, and I say he's a baseball player. Well, yeah, obviously he's a baseball player, but I think most people that listen to baseball know, like, he's a gamer, he's a baller, he's a ball player, he's a dirt dog, he's the type of guy that's always dirty at the end of the game. He, him and him, Trey, you know, the Nolan Arenados of the world, they're, they're all cut from the same cloth. So 
I'm really big on guys like that. I really love these professional baseball player type guys. So I'm really big on Dansby. I really hope he gets a good contract, but, and I really hope the Braves keep him because I like seeing him in Atlanta. I don't think, and I don't think Grisham is as good as he was. He's, he's also another guy that I think can go cold. You saw it um, when they played the Phillies, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if I would just give up on, on Dansby and, and just, and, and focus on Grisham solely. I don't think that's the move for them. I think they, they should, like you said, continue what they're doing. They won a world series with him. He's mm-hmm. proven himself time and time again. He wants to win. He wants to win with this team. He's a Mets killer already. He's a, I think he's, you know, on that list already um, as a brave. <laughs> Ate that for me, but you know, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like I, I loved watching the guy, honestly, yeah. like from a baseball, from just like a very objective standpoint, like he was just awesome to watch. So I, Here, I think here's why it makes not- Here's why it makes sense for the Braves is, um, you know, if you look at their roster, you would think that their payroll's huge, but it's not because they've signed everybody to these long contracts early. So they definitely have the money to do it. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, yeah and you can't overvalue how much chemistry he has at the middle, too, with Albies. And Albies is going to be healthy again this year and come back. Right, and then maybe so, you find somewhere else for Grisham to play. So. Yeah, and if Albies isn't healthy, well, then guess what? I've got a young stud in Grisham that I can throw over at second base, and then we can, we can work from there. So, yeah, you can't overvalue having a captain shortstop Right. You know, absolute rock up the middle. You can't overvalue that. So they, they need to keep them. All right. Moving on to third base. This is a very um, uninteresting class this year. So I'm there's one guy I'm going to touch on. There's really not a lot going on at third base this year. And this guy isn't even really solely a third baseman. He really plays everywhere. It's Brandon Drury, 30 years old, 3.2 war, had a great comeback season this year, I think. The Padres can certainly retain him. I, you know, I was envisioning this earlier and then I just forgot about Trevor Story being on the team, but I think he's another guy that can fit perfectly for the Red Sox. I think Red Sox, if they don't get Bogarts back, the obvious move is to move Story back to shortstop and their second base really hasn't been, you know, anything to squash over for a long time. I think Drake can fit over there really good. Plus, you know, the Red Sox do tend to like those utility players. Yeah, he would be a great fit for my Sox. I really do like Brandon Drury. He hasn't been this good of a hitter his whole career. I mean, when he was in Arizona, he didn't really hit this good. He got really good with the Reds. And then, you know, obviously in, in San Diego, he was he was actually probably better in Soto when he came over to the podcast. Yeah, he was. He was a steal. Uh, I really like Brandon Drury. I think he's a good player. But I actually have a different opinion. I actually could see, uh, I could see the Yankees moving off of Donaldson, trying to move him. And I could see Drury being a third-base uh, utility guy over there in New York. So... See, I have my my Yankees offseason blueprint is DJ would play third. They somehow offload Don, Donaldson. I don't know how. And then they play one of the kids at second base. I just – yeah, not that I wouldn't love Drury. Rizzo, team, you play DJ at first. You play yeah, Drury over at sense. third and you get rid of Donaldson. He was a Yankee and, you know, he had, he wasn't playing well because he had those vertical problems when he was with the Yankees and it was really unknown yeah. at the time. So, you know, you never know. Could bring him back. Yeah. Harry, you have anything on Brandon Drury or – uh yeah just that it's unfortunate that the Mets kind of need a third baseman with a bat and we used to have Brendan Jury. That's yeah and all I forget he's played for like seven teams he's played like, for yeah, I guess we got we had Escobar anywhere. but yeah we had we had Escobar but um you know he was kind of up and down as far as the as as far as a hitter goes so it's just like it's always fucking happens man I like Drury, so keep keep a lookout for him. He's he's really true at like every position he plays too. Like he's a he's a real utility guy in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So he could really play anywhere just fine. Now moving on to the uh, the the bigger talks is outfield. There is three left fielders I wanted to talk about: Joey Gallo, Andrew Benatendi, and Jock Peterson. There's a there's a couple other good names on this list, but 
because you know for time's sake we're going to talk about the three okay i want to say i want to start with joey joey gallo and i want to start with this i know you guys aren't the biggest fan of him um as a new york yankees fan like i was excited when they got him i didn't love the move i thought we gave up a lot for him and it obviously didn't work out i do think he'll benefit from the whole banning of the shift i don't think listen when, when i say that don't get it twisted i'm not saying he's gonna come out and be like a 300 hitter like i'm thinking maybe he goes back to his texas days where he hits 240 i think texas is going to try to get him back i really if you actually like watch him play and all that stuff um and the kind of guy he is like he's just a good dude and i hope he kind of finds it this year i don't think he's gonna get a huge deal but i really hope he goes back to texas and plays to his full potential yeah, I could see that happening. It's funny you stole the words out of my mouth. Actually, I was when once I thought about Joey Gallo, I thought, man, some really bad team that really needs some power in their lineup is going to go take a waiver on Joey Gallo. So, I think Texas is a perfect fit for him. You know, they went out, they signed Seager, they signed Simeon. Neither one of those guys were as good as we really expected them to be. I think Seager hit for power, but was Seager really as good? He wasn't really an elite top five shortstop like we we consider him to. He be. He wasn't what was anticipated. I could see a team like 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 them or like the Twins or like it, basically any underachieving team that needs a power bat in their lineup and is going to take a waiver on a guy. I think that they could go out. There was a lot of links to um, Milwaukee. I don't know if you saw that that they were looking for a lefty power bat to play. That defense, would that so. would make sense, especially with the the absolute descent of Yelich after injuries. So right, I could see them. I could see them, but yeah, I agree with you, Joey. I think the Rangers would be a good fit for him. Go out, go out, yeah. go get your kid back, and hopefully he uh, brings back what he had when he was there last time. Harry. So do we think Yelich is permanently just not as good anymore? Would- no, I just don't think they have a lot of outfield uh, I um, options besides Yelich. Like, you know, they're, they're all, you know, if you look at their yeah. outfield as a whole, it's not like they have another guy besides Yelich out there. So I love Yelich. I just wanted to give him time, but man, it's been like almost two and a half, three years post injury now. And he still hasn't really rejuvenated himself. So yeah, he seems like he's still injured. <laughs> he's, he still looks like he's hurt when he's playing it. Yeah. It sucks because Yelich was my favorite player in baseball. I mean, it seems like it was just yesterday, but gosh, when you look at it, Yelich and Bellinger were the best players in baseball, and now they're not even top 100 players in baseball right now. So, yeah, I could see Yelich not being – I don't know if he's who he was anymore. Yeah. I mean, I could – yeah, I have nothing else to add about about Gallo. I think, you know, he's 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 a good bat. He's a good lefty bat. Um, and, yeah, if, if the Brewers – if the Brewers need that to replace what Yelich – or not replace Yelich, but at least add on to what Yelich brings – because he's not bringing it as, as much as he used to, then I, I think that that's probably, I probably agree with that. Like that's probably the move for them. I have one more potential landing place for Gallo and then we can move on from him. It would be Atlanta. And I'll tell you why they have Michael Harrison center field. Gallo can play both left and right. They, you know, Atlanta has kind of struggled over the last couple of years to retain an outfield. Like when you see, you know, they're, they're always trading for outfielders. They had Robbie Grossman this year. They had Jock Peterson prior to that. So maybe they, I mean, look, he's not going to get a huge contract. He may even get like a one-year show me type of deal, which is what I predict would happen for him. So maybe Atlanta says, you know what, let's bring him over. His defense is more than elite at each corner. And maybe we can find something with that at bat. Like maybe they're that team that can unlock him because they have such good player development. Yeah. I just don't think it fits their mold. I mean, they don't really have an outfield besides Michael Harris. So yeah, I don't hate it for them is what I'm saying. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Moving on to uh, Andrew Benatendi. I, you know, I can see him going back to the Red Sox. The Red Sox are going to need an outfielder this year. I can see him going back to the Yankees. I think a lot of Yankee fans want him back, including me. He's just the perfect fit for the Yankees. They need left-handed bats. They need a good glove in the outfield. They need a guy that can hit for contact. He was great when he was there. I've loved nothing more than see him back in a Yankees uniform. 
but there's a few potential places. The Mets could potentially grab him if um, they can't bring Nimmo back. Maybe they move Marte over and grab Ben Attendee for the corner. The Red Sox can use him. I think all three of our teams would benefit from him. There's a lot of teams that would I think are going to go after Ben Attendee this year. Yeah, I, I like the Giants as a landing spot for him. I think the Giants are going to try to make a splash this offseason. And he seems to fit that mold out there. He's a really good, you know, baseball player. He's a good average guy. He hits for power sometimes every once in a while. But he's a gold glove outfielder in the past. So I really like Ben Attendee. I think he's a good player. And the Giants are my team. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't I, I don't have much to add. I think that Ben Attendee is a great player. And he should have been more, I think, for the Yankees than, than he was. It's, it's unfortunate, but... Yeah, yeah that's about it. Injury. It's not, it, it's, yeah, it doesn't take away his value. I think it actually might help a team that's trying to fill those positions because it might actually bring down his value more than, than, than maybe it should rightfully so, mm-hmm. like rightfully so. Right. So. Yeah. It could. And that's kind of, that's kind of the talk is that his, his value isn't what it, what it should be because of that injury. So we'll see where, where he ends up, what kind of deal he gets. A lot of people are predicting like a six year, deal and he's only 28 so i was just worried about guys that start off their career hot and then absolute absolutely tank for a few years and they have like one good year on their comeback you know like ben and for like three four years was hardly even hitting 200 so i wouldn't give a guy like that a big contract he might he might fall off a hill the last one i want to talk about is jock peterson and i i don't know i like jock a lot i know he's not the greatest guy that we're going to talk about today uh, stat wise, but I feel like, you know, he's always had these one year deals. He's bounced around. He's got traded a few times. Like, I think he deserves like, I don't know, a three year deal, like something similar to what Schwarber got, but less, if that makes sense. Like he's a lefty bat. He can hit for power. His defense isn't awful. It's not, you know, the greatest, um, but he's a great player, great locker room guy. I think the Braves should go get him back. I know a lot of Braves fans wanted him back. I just don't think the giants wanted to remove him because the giants maybe thought they were still in it. He could also stay with the giants um, I, the Yankees are another good fit because they need lefty bat outfielders. So I think the Giants, Yankees, or the Braves are the teams to look out for grabbing him. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a big Jock guy myself. I, I like him, and I like the whole Jocktober thing. But the guy, he's another one of those guys. He hardly even hits. He hardly even hits for average at all, and he doesn't hit that many home runs. So he's not like Joey Gallo type where he could put up 45 bombs. I mean, he's a decent outfielder at best. He's getting a little pudgy as of lately. He seems like he's getting slower. I'm I'm not giving Jock much money. I think he goes to a small team. Go to Coors and hit 40 bombs. Go play for the Rockies. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. <laughs> I mean, he did have he he did hit so he hit 274 last year. That was his best batting yeah, for the Giants. Season, right, yeah. For the Giants, yeah. uh, he slug he's his OPS was uh, 874. So that's actually pretty elite. Um, yeah. Getting up there, almost almost at a dot nine. So I actually, you know, it seems like he did have a pretty good season. I remember there there was what did he hit like three home runs in one game or four in one game not mm-hmm. four it was, it was like three and it was one like game, three like it was three middle of the season and then it was just like electric in like five or six innings it was like electric like he has yeah. that capability where he can like completely turn a game like win you a game with his bat if he's hot but like yeah. you said like he could also you know fold and, and not hit um and 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 be be cold so it's it's interesting i think he probably you know, I, I'm, I mean, I like him as much as I like any, you know, I'm, I, I like him as much as we, you know, we talked about Ben Intendi and, and Gallo. Like, I don't like Gallo and Ben Intendi a lot more, if at all, more than I like Peterson. Like, I don't yeah. see them providing that much more value. I don't know. What do you think, Austin? You seem to have a... I think Austin there's do for a decline. I, I don't know yeah. if I particularly like any of those three outfielders, really. I don't even... 
like none of those guys are turn the table guys for me. They're not going to move the needle for yeah. any of these teams. So I'm not really big on any of them. I think we're we're missing out on the biggest outfielder, aren't we? Are we well, yeah, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet because I want to yeah. hit center field first. And there's only there's, because there's only one guy on this list. It's Brandon Nimmo, 30 years old, 8.7 WAR, had a great season, plays good defense. Okay, the, Harry, I wanted to ask you about this. So I think the Mets retain him for sure. I think they need him, but. There's this big rumor going around, and I think it's literally just a rumor that the Rockies are super interested in him and that he, for some reason, wants to play over there. Okay, if you look at Brandon Nimmo, that guy's a competitor. Any player with a brain is going to know that the Rockies are not competing for who knows how long because they have one of the worst front offices in baseball, and they don't make good moves. They never trade anybody when they should. They haven't rebuilt. Like I I just don't see him going to the Rockies. I think he goes back to the Mets for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that everyone says that they're a competitor until they see the dollar sign next to their contracts um, yeah. and their options. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the Rockies, I guess, theoretically could offer him, you know, a lot more than the Mets. But we've talked about it with the Mariners and the Dodgers with with Trey Turner. That's not going to happen. Like the Mets are not going to let the Rockies outbid them for Brandon Nimmo. It's just not it just doesn't make any sense. Like Steve Cohen's trying to win a championship. If he's trying to win a championship, he's going to resign there. You know, I would—I don't know if he was a nominee or not, but he was, you know, one of the best defensive center fielders, in my opinion, of the season. And, you know, his bat being leadoff, he was he was sick at leadoff. So I don't I don't really understand. I wouldn't understand if they didn't try to resign him. And I don't think that I'd be shocked if the Rockies were able to outbid Cohen for him. But I agree. I don't really know. I don't really know what else to say about that. It seems like kind of a ridiculous, unless I don't know. Is he from Colorado? I really don't know anything it's about like a, It's like a rumor thing. There was an article written that the yeah. Rockies want to offer him five for like 120 or something like that. Yeah, I, I saw just, that, I just which I think, it. I think I saw that too. If, if they do do that and he really does want to play there, it's, I mean, it's reasonable that he leaves. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see the, the Mets. Mets like, like, that's a lot of money for That's a lot of money for Nimmo 120 million for five years. It's a lot of money. Like I could see them not. I, I don't know. Is, I don't know if they're going to break a hundred million if they want to. I don't know if they're going to pay over a hundred million five years for him. Like that's, I mean, they just gave Chris Bryant a contract, which was so weird to me. But but what's their but what's their alternative? The Mets. I don't they, know if they uh, have an Marte alternative to center field. Yeah, but they still need. I, I don't. I don't know unless they mm-hmm. sign like one of these big, you know, shortstops and then move McNeil to right, move Marte to center. Like you could do something like that, I guess. Marte's a great fielder. He could, I'm sure, take center. No problem. Left, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, dude, Nimmo, the last N- Nimmo's OPS since 2017, he's dropped below dot eight OPS twice, barely since 2017. In the last three years, he's been above a dot eight OPS, which we've talked about. That's elite hitting. That's great. That's great hitting, um, especially for a leadoff guy, especially for a contact, a mostly contact hitter. Um, he had 16 home runs last season, which is, which is up for him. Um, he had 64 RBIs as a leadoff guy. So I don't, yeah, I mean, I think he had a great season. I don't see why the Mets wouldn't resign him. I do agree that 105 years, 120 million. That's what a quick math guys here. What, what is that? 25 million a year. Yeah, so tell me, tell me 25. this though. I, I think the reasoning <laughs> for, for that is because center field is just such a hard, like yeah. It's a premium position right now. It's really hard to find a solid center fielder that, that plays both sides of the ball. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why. I mean, name me five, name me five better defensive center fielders than Nimmo. I, I, yeah, I challenge fine. you to do that. That's, that's pretty yeah. hard, but I still don't yeah. know. I agree with Austin. That's, that's a lot of money, but 
I don't know, unless the Mets go out and get some big name, like we talked about, like a Trey Turner, like a, a, a guy that's going to move around their infield and outfield tremendously where you can actually move Nimmo, then they can do that. Otherwise, they got to resign him. And I think the ball is in Nimmo's court. He's got all the leverage. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of teams in on him, and it's going to be up to him where he's going to want to go. Yep. So, all right, last but certainly not least, and then um, we'll do pitching next episode. But our last guy is Aaron Judge, 31 years old this year, 16.9 war, had the best 2022 season. I mean, I don't think we'll ever see a season like that from anybody in a long time, if ever again. Uh, broke the home run record, elite defense, uh, really good leadership. Age is a little bit of a factor. Um, I read this article and I just kind of want to like, I don't know, I kind of want put to put this at ease real quick, but there was this article that the Giants are not going to be outbid for Aaron Judge. And yeah, he's from the yeah, area. That. And all that. I just, okay, when was the last time the Giants signed a huge free agent like that besides Barry Bonds? Was there anybody in recent that you guys can even recall that they that they went crazy for? I mean, the Giants are super oh. analytical. I don't see them shelling out. You know, I think Judge is going to command like $325 million for eight years or seven years. I think that's what his contract's going to yeah. be. 325 for seven or eight. I believe him. <laughs> I don't think the Giants are going to be. I really hard. think they're going to sign. I really think that they're going to sign him. I, it's, I think the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets are realistically the only teams that can afford him. Yeah. I just, like I said, man, like, yeah, would he like the Giants? He's from there. There's a lot of connection there, whatever. The Giants, I don't think, are in a position to win for quite a few years. I think Judge really wants to win. Yeah. And I like I said, like, when was the last time the Giants gave out a huge deal? Right. Just based on so you could re-sign him. Yeah. Or if you guys re-sign Rizzo, you could let him go. No. <laughs> yeah. Not, they need Here's the thing, guys. though. He just doesn't – I mean, Joey, I, I could just be reading into this too much as a Red Sox fan, but his postseason interviews, when he's been asked about this, they don't seem very, like, buy into the Yankees type. And he could just be playing the game because he's a free agent. He doesn't seem like he's 100% in on New York still. I, I no, don't – not at all. He seems very checked out, like almost disrespected in a way. I don't know what it is. He seems like when he gets that question, he almost seems like – I don't even know. He just seems like upset that he's even being asked that question. Like he doesn't even want to be around the media in New York. He doesn't want to be around the guys. He's not like fully bought it. You know, a lot of the time when you see like guys like that who have been so great for a team and they've been brought up in an organization, they'll they'll say comments like, you know, I love playing here. I'll do anything to stay here, blah, 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 blah. Like, and the guard did it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Bogarts just did it. Yeah, he was just mm -hmm. like, he was like, I love playing in Boston. This is home. I haven't heard Judge say that. Have you guys heard Judge be like, oh, I love New York. This is my home. I love being here. I want to be a Yankee. No, I, I haven't mean, heard him say he that. He said that. He had the the moment where he kissed his jersey in the postseason. And, like, there's definitely there's definitely been, like, I guess, to answer your question. He's thankful. Like, he's thankful, but he's, he's thankful. not. He's, he's not fully he's bought in. He's not fully bought in. Yeah. No, and I don't think he's fully bought in either because I think the Dodgers are going to really bid for him. There was an, I read I think another he's article. Gone. I'm a big article guy. I think that he's, he's gone. He's going to move the second. I say he's gone. I think too. he's long gone. I think he's been gone right. since Stop. the playoffs started. Which is man. why, no, which is why I said earlier, Trey is not going to go back to the Dodgers because the Dodgers aren't going to sign him because they're going to go hard at the. Uh, they're going to go hard at Judge. There. I just think he, I think a lot of players are turned off to the Yankees lately because of the way that they view analytics and the constant lineup changes and and things like that. And the fans and, I, I yeah. and the fan base. That was another article. Oh, I don't really New buy York. too much into that, bro. Like, I didn't even see the article. I have no idea what you're talking I don't about. Buy from yeah, New there was York. An article I, that I know. I know how we are. I know how we are. I know how we just make players just hate playing in New York. They just we make players, we make athletes in general hate New York. It's just what we do. I'm not blaming mm -hmm. Yankees fans specifically. I'm blaming the the state, the city, the culture. Yeah. But but 
you also have to look like he was he was so bad in the playoffs, man. He was yeah. historic, like the the drop off, the drop off. I think, that, I think he just had so much pressure in the postseason that it rubbed off on him. Or, yeah, that it rubbed off like during the regular season into the postseason. Yeah. But if he if he had any, but if he had any like sort of like hope or thought that the Yankees even had a chance, I just feel like he just didn't look like he tried. Like I, I honestly just it, I don't know if he even tried. Here's yeah. my thing I don't is, think he thought you guys had a chance. I'll say this. Like, if the Yankees don't bring him back, well, first of all, if they do bring him back, they need to put the captain on his chest. They need to just give him the deal. Like, he's he's the guy for them. He's always been the guy. If he doesn't come back, the, and it's hard because their salary is so high and they have a lot of contracts locked up. Like, if you don't bring Aaron Judge back, like, you have to you have to shift completely and either go out and get another big guy or just do a teardown. Like, I don't yeah. – it's hard to see a future with – it's really hard to see a future without him. If they don't re-sign him and then they don't go re- – and they don't go sign, like, a – Trey Turner plus some, they're gonna be so bone next year. They're oh, yeah. gonna be so bad next year. This like we already talked about it in the previous podcast. They're not even a playoff team without judges no, here. No, I don't even all. think they're close to the playoffs. They're they're maybe not even like they're they're probably bordering at like an eighty win team without judge. They would have been so bad this year. I don't think they would have won so, the division. They're no, not. I'm, I'm they're not getting. Out. They're not getting Judge back unless they give him a, 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 hist- a historic, <laughs> a historic contract like four. Yes, they can. I mean, they can do seven. I mean, ten year like, four like, million. Yeah. No, even I more than that. I think. I think yeah. it would be, like because what did what did Trout get? Like I want to. I don't, I don't know. I want to say, like, say he got like ten year four hundred thirty or something crazy like that. Let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. I think Judge would have to get more than that. To even even think about staying, he signed a twelve-year, four hundred and twenty-six million deal. But Trout was also a lot younger. He played center field. Like you got to remember, Judge is getting older, and I I, I don't think How there's going to be a team that gives him. Judge is thirty-one. There's not going to be a team that gives him more than eight years. I just don't see that kind. That's too big. I think he's looking at the three thirty max contract. I think is going to be what he'll get. Athletes are more sustainable now, though. Like I don't yeah, know. I mean, he's so We've big seen- too. Like I don't know. He could be the he could be the LeBron slash Brady of baseball for all we know. I don't know. You know. Yeah. You know. We don't. I just don't see really as much but as far as how, not, not not how elite he is. By the way, Austin, I saw your face kind of drop there. I'm talking about how how just sustainable he is. Like we don't know how players are these days, and baseball has always been one of the sports you could play the longest. So I don't yeah. know. I don't I don't see that holding him up actually at all. And. I, I'm just saying that the Yankees aren't getting him back unless they give him that contract. I'm not saying he deserves it. I'm not saying he's going to get it. I'm saying you guys are not re-signing him yeah, with I less agree. than a historic contract. It's just not. I'm going to laugh all day because the Yankees fans talk all that crap this year about how they just and, and, and Joey and Joey. I'd and love to see you know. I'd love to see. I, I'm just mocking you real quick. I'd love to see Otani in in a big game situation. That was your your argument all year. <laughs> about was, why uh, he shouldn't be MVP. And we saw Judge fold so bad in big <laughs> yeah, games time and time again, even though I yeah. voted. I also said Judge should be MVP, but that Still was, I be. just thought really, I just thought really funny. That, Joey, that, real that, quick that, before we, before we wrap up, I saw an yeah. interesting trade offer on Twitter. It was Otani for Judge Cabrera and Glaber. Well, not Judge. You mean, um, you mean Dominguez, not Judge, right? Sorry. Cause I saw no. that too. No, it was Judge. <laughs> it was Judge Cabrera and Glaber. No, I hate I hate these trade uh, that that whole um, value thing. I think it's so far off. Like, no, I yeah. wouldn't make that. Tra- I wouldn't make that trade. I'm just, you wouldn't. No, hmm. no. I, you know what it is, and I, and I, th- I think I think Otani <laughs> will, will flourish anywhere. I just don't think he'll be good in New York. That's just my opinion. I just 
Yeah, because his one start. Because they they tried. I don't know if you if you guys saw they tried to get him. They tried to get him this last uh, trade deadline. They tried to get him as a free agent. He didn't want to come here. So yeah, it opens him up. Maybe he doesn't want to get booed when he hits fifty home runs a year. Yeah, I'll say this. yeah, it opens room up for the it opens room up for them to do a lot more than they can do right now. Right now, they're very mm-hmm. they're they're kind of in a stuck position. The Yankees, I think, making yeah, a trade plateau. like that actually it it actually helps them a ton. And I think that you know, speaking about it from an unbiased standpoint, like you're getting such a great player in Otani and and clearing up a lot of cap space. I don't know. That's actually not well. It's an unrealistic uh, trade, a because Otani only has a year yeah. left. Judge isn't a Yankee anymore, so yeah, uh, I just think it's super un- unrealistic. Obviously, but I will say this: the Yankees. I think need him back. If they don't get him back, they're going to be in a bad position. It does open up money for them to spend elsewhere, but I think the Yankees just need to, you know, there was nothing stopping them from getting Garrett Cole. There should be nothing stopping them from getting Aaron judge. It's as simple as that. So I think he ends up with the Yankees again. I think it's all smoke and mirrors the way they're, they're both playing the the cards right now. The Mets are an option. The Dodgers are an option and the Giants are an option. I really think those are the only four teams that can realistically sign him. Where do you two think he'll end up? I said, Yankees, you two tell me where he's going to go. I think the Giants, they they made it very clear they will pay him whatever they want. The look on both of your faces just is, is you two mocking me right now. Like that's what it no, that's what's no, yeah. actually, I truly <laughs> don't. I truly, when I tell you this, I would tell you right now if I thought he was going back to the Yankees. I 100 percent 1000 percent in my mind think he's completely checked out of New York. I saw it in his eyes. He you can look at Agreed. the guy, he looks so dejected. He looks so upset with this team and this organization, this management. This does he want to go back and play for Aaron Boone for another 10 years? You tell me, Joey. Would you want to go play back? Play with Aaron Boone for the next ten years. Do no, you genuinely? New York. Do like, you genuinely? The think Mets. The Mets are believe in, in the New York Yankees organization that they're going to build around Judge in the next five, six, seven years and, and build a World Series champion. I don't. They've shown that they have. I, I truly don't. I, I think he's completely checked out. He's going to want to leave. I, I don't know why he would want to go back. To I just court. yeah. I just the giant. Like I know there's the, the short game, porch. Home. That's yeah, like the, the Giants. Like they're just not in a position to win, in my opinion. Like they have a lot of holes in their roster this season too, and. Yeah, but they have a lot know, of money. How much worse are they than the Yankees without Judge? If they get Judge, they're better than yeah, the Yankees. True. No, I just I agree. Yeah, yeah, the Dodgers would be the, the best team ever if they got him. I mean, you know, we've seen them crumble in the postseason time and time again. But imagine you have a team Mookie Betts and Judge on the same team along with yeah, all the just other. Just get another guy. Have. Just get another guy that can't hit in the playoffs like Judge. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out great. I'm sure. But yeah. the Mets aren't getting him either because he's like Austin said. Austin nailed it on the head. He's done with New York. He's done with the no, city. It's I don't, not yeah. just the organization. I agree. He's done. And, and we'll talk about DeGrom next week. Like, I don't think – like, if, if you're a Met or a Yankee, I don't think if you leave either team, you're going to go to a, one of those teams. Like, you just don't want to play in New York anymore if you don't want to play in New York. Yeah. DeGrom can handle New York. No, he can't. He can't. But I'm saying – I'm not saying he can't handle it. I'm can. saying if you, if you leave New York, yeah. like, you don't want to come back. Judge like, can't that's handle my thing. it. I've never Judge seen the Mets – I've never seen the Mets fans boo DeGrom ever. No, no. But we never Judge was. was getting booed a lot. Even, even this year he was getting booed, and he's – we just talked about it. He had the best season we've maybe ever seen. Other than the fact that you said he broke the home run record. I don't know what home run record he broke, Joey, besides the AL. Oh, the Maris record. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. He tried to sneak a fast one. Like I did. He's an all-time home run leader. <laughs> I never said I'd love time. to see his stats, like, overlapped with the playoffs from the last, like, three weeks of the season when he was trying to break that record to those, like, two weeks in the yeah. playoffs where he actually absolutely sucked. He couldn't have batted over, like, a one – like, what? Like, a 150? Oh. Like Dude, he the, was minute, the minute awful. that he got the minute that he got up to the home run record when he was one off, you could see him pressing He's horrible, horrible, and he was terrible. Horrible. I think it rubbed off on him. I think that's all it was. I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't be excited. worried about him. In a I'm excited. Postseason. I'm excited for him to go to the Dodgers and just absolutely suck in the playoffs next if year. If the Dodgers yeah. get him, they're, they're just the biggest trolls of all time. They just get. They're like not going to win anything I, anyway. I don't even care. 
right. Well, we can wrap it up with that. Aaron Judge, please be a Yankee. Uh, just okay. some housekeeping real quick before we take off. Next week, we'll do pitchers and some DHs. We'll go over that. Um, stay with us for the offseason. We have hopefully some interviews planned. We're going to talk about the new rules that are going to be implemented in the uh, 2023 season. So we have a, a lot of episodes planned for the offseason. So stick with us, all right? Yep. All right. We got a lot of exciting stuff, guys. So keep watching. We, we appreciate you guys listening to us. And hopefully soon we can get the videos up so you guys can put a face to our voices. But yep. thanks you know, for closing out some... 2022 with us. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Year's over. So what a baseball season. We started a little late, but uh, we'll be on for the whole next baseball season. So we'll be doing off-season yep. coverage, all that stuff. So a lot of exciting stuff in the works. Hopefully we can get some big league players on this podcast. We we got a few in the lines and uh, hopefully we'll try to get you as many good guests as possible with this offseason. So thanks for listening per usual. All right. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace. Thanks very much for listening to The Ball Club. Make sure to like and subscribe. See you next time.